Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and then receive support for your dreams so you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado, and today we'll return to my marriage framework of partner, lover, and friend. We'll discuss what it means to consummate your marriage. Hint, it's not what you think. And you'll get a habit to practice that involves a magic trick of connecting completely. Have you ever had a fabulous exchange with your sweetheart and then an hour or a day later you feel emptier or lonelier than ever before? This kind of disappointment happens regularly in happy relationships because you're suffering from a vulnerability hangover. And it's just because one role of your relationship, partner, friend, or lover, surged forward, and now by contrast, the other roles seem lacking. Think of the three roles of your relationship like a triangle. A triangle has three points. Let's name each point partner, friend, and lover. When one of these roles surges forward, picture how that leg of the triangle gets longer. Suddenly, your equilateral triangle is all stretched out and wobbly. Here's a quick reminder about the three roles. Partners make good teammates. You and your sweetheart are partners when you accomplish something together, like pay the mortgage or clean the kitchen. Friends make good confidants. You and your sweetheart are good friends when you understand or feel understood by your sweetheart. Lovers ignite the excitement in your relationship. Lovers embrace adventure like taking a hike in a new area or trying a new move in bed. Let's look at the specific flavors of wobbly triangles you might taste in your relationship when one or two of those roles surge forward and you feel imbalanced. When you're great lovers and great friends but not great partners, you might feel used or taken for granted. When you're great partners and great lovers, but not great friends, your connection might feel shallow and you won't truly feel understood. When you're great friends and great partners, but not great lovers, you might feel deserted, as if you were naked and then not wanted by your sweetheart. Typically, we think of consummating a relationship as that first sexual encounter immediately after a wedding. It's a one-shot deal, right? But is it possible to consummate your relationship over and over? I'm not talking about sex. When I consult Merriam-Webster about what does consummate mean, the definition is to complete in every detail. The second definition is extremely skilled and accomplished. What if you consummated your relationship completing that relationship triangle in every detail in an extremely skilled manner over and over in dozens of different ways. Let's explore this word to consummate in your relationship and see how it really helps shore up your happily ever after. You feel wobbly in your relationship when one leg of that triangle surges forward and the others are left shorter by comparison. You might be left with a feeling of incompleteness. 
Let me tell you a story about a recent evening in my marriage when our friendship and our partnership surged, but that lover role was left incomplete. Because my husband works weird hours and as an emergency room physician, sometimes we go many days without seeing much of each other. But last week, we both had the evening off and went out for dinner. We went to our favorite restaurant, Bin 707, where we know the wait staff and we feel special occasion and comfortable at the same time. I ordered a martini. He got a glass of Cabernet. The conversation started with me bragging that I'd upped the weight I lifted at the gym that day. My husband is in love with Peter Atia, who I will link to in the show notes, and he's devouring Dr. Atia's thoughts about staying strong while you age. David wants to make sure we can take our great-grandchildren camping decades from now. So he asks me how much protein I've had today. How rested do I feel? He's trying to help me dial in on what I'm doing right that's helping me lift more today. (laughs) I like this conversation because I feel like he's on my team. He's celebrating with me. He's a good partner to have in my corner. This conversation and the martini shake themselves together and my tongue loosens up. I had a particularly challenging client that afternoon, and I was proud of my choice of tools to help untangle the confusion my client felt. Obviously, I never reveal anything personal about my clients, but I found myself talking through Carl Jung's dream analysis with my husband, using details from a dream my husband recently told me to describe the breathing work I do with clients to set their intention. I told him about the transformation I see in people as they become the objects from their dreams. Suddenly, my husband was staring at me intently. I felt a little shy. Was I talking too much? Did I seem like I was bragging? Was there a piece of spinach in my teeth? Why was his gaze so strong? Is this okay? I asked. Is it okay I'm telling you this? I was feeling vulnerable under his intense stare. Oh, oh, it's great, said my husband. I'm just trying to follow what you're saying. Ah, what a kind thing to say. He made me feel so smart. I felt washed in his respect. Have you ever had a moment, a truly specific moment, when you felt the respect of your sweetheart? I'm sure if I asked your sweetheart if they respect you, they'd say yes. But that's different from feeling the respect. At that moment, at dinner, while I drank a martini and he sipped a glass of Cabernet, I felt like my husband was eager to know me. After 35 years, this does not happen every moment. Mostly we know each other very well, so that leaning in feeling doesn't happen so much. This is the feeling of being good friends. I want you to have this feeling in your relationship. I was feeling especially understood by my husband, and that made me feel connected as friends. I was feeling supported as I did that not always easy thing of heading to the gym. We're good partners for each other. It's exciting when you have a new level of intimacy in a long relationship, and it can also make you feel a little vulnerable. Vulnerable? To the person you've lived with for decades? Actually, you probably have the most opportunity to feel vulnerable to the person who shares your front door and your toilet because your sweetheart sees so many of the faces you have in the world. Your sweetheart knows the behind the scenes you. That alone can feel vulnerable. It's also delicious 
when you feel loved there. And this is what creates such an enormous capacity for security. But still, any revelation feels vulnerable, especially when it's that part of you that your sweetheart doesn't typically see, like the coach me who walks people through tools. My husband and I had a lovely dinner, and when we got home, we crawled into bed and did the New York Times mini crossword puzzle together. I love playing games with David, and getting to play a game cozy in bed is the best. After a few puzzles, our eyes got droopy, and we turned out the lights and fell asleep. A great date night. Until. Until I woke up at 2 a.m., and I couldn't get back to sleep. I felt anxious and empty. I felt lonely. Even as I slept right next to the man I've loved for more than two-thirds of my life, what had happened? That's when I realized the importance of consummating your relationship. That word, consummate, was hanging in my heart at 2 a.m., and that's why I looked up what Merriam-Webster had to say about consummating. To consummate is to complete. When it comes to marriage, we typically think about consummating as a singular event, consummating marriage vows by giving their bodies to one another sexually, but I'm going to suggest you are regularly consummating your relationship. Each time there's a new level of intimacy, revelation, or vulnerability of any kind, you have an opportunity to complete the triangle of that intimacy, revelation, or vulnerability. This particular night, consummating in my marriage truly was about sex. Sex turns off insecurities. Like the reason I asked Dave, is this okay that I'm telling you this? With a promise of not only is it okay, I want you is what that sexual encounter says to your body. When you feel wanted, passionately, tenderly, or hungrily, desire calms the insecurity that comes from vulnerability. Sex completes. It consummates your new level of intimacy. But what happens if you don't have sex? What happens if you get distracted by the crossword and sleep descends more quickly than you expected? (laughs) Then you might wake up at 2 a.m. with a vulnerability hangover. You might feel suddenly shy around your sweetheart because you feel exposed. Or you didn't get all those orgasmic hormones washing your brain with oxytocin, the hormone of connection. Next morning, you're a little agitated and you're not sure why. You can't focus as easily. Simple tasks are more difficult. When you don't complete or consummate a moment of intimacy, you aren't reassured of your belonging. Your triangle of marriage roles is wobbly. As humans, belonging is an absolutely foundational need. When we feel our sense of belonging is threatened, we're distracted and nervous. I'm not saying you have to have sex to feel a sense of completion to any moment of vulnerability, but I'm suggesting that the lover in your relationship is powerful and has a role to play in securing your intimacy. Sex is sort of like the capstone on all the other intimacies. The pressure builds, magnetism, chemistry, all the sparks are flying, and then when you consummate, it's like popping that balloon. There's this moment of explosive connection. When you have all that magnetism and chemistry and there's no sparks, then the balloon of pressure just gradually drizzles and fizzles. There's no magic, just a fade back to everyday life 
you missed your chance at the magic. And that shriveled, stretched out balloon mirrors the way you feel. What does that feel like inside? Lonely, left behind, incomplete, empty? How does that make you feel about your sweetheart? Why doesn't my sweetheart want me? Now here's the deal. You're going to miss the magic sometimes. That's just how it goes. If you're married for 50 years, you can afford to miss some magic. But if you miss the magic habitually, something dies for your lover relationship. Even if you have sex regularly, if you miss the magic moments, you miss that spark of connection. I told you this story about what it's like when you connect as partners and friends, but you miss the lover connection because it's the easiest to illustrate the importance of consummation or completion in this part of your relationship triangle. But it's equally important to complete the triangle in other elements of your relationship. What's it like when you neglect the partnership connection? Let's imagine you shared a great adventure learning how to make sushi with your sweetheart. Adventures strengthen the lover role in your relationship. You feel exhilarated, explorers bonded bonded by seaweed wraps. This culinary adventure inspires your sweetheart to tell you a childhood story about a dinner shared with family. Knowing one another's stories strengthens the friendship role in your relationship. You feel bonded, understood, newly known, and newly knowing. All this bonding means you abandon the dishes and head to bed for some great sex. Now the next morning, you head out early for a long day of work and you don't have time to tend to those dishes, but your sweetheart has the day off. So you're surprised when all the sushi mess is still lingering on the counter when you return home. Suddenly you feel taken advantage of. How come I'm expected to clean up this mess even though I worked hard all day? Your sweetheart says, oh, I didn't expect you to clean it up. But your sweetheart also didn't take any initiative of their own to clean it up. Your sweetheart didn't consummate or complete your fun sushi evening by being a good partner and cleaning up. Imagine this sort of scenario plays out over and over. You're good friends, learning each other's stories so that line of your connection triangle grows. You're adventurous lovers exploring new things together. So that line of your connection triangle grows. But your partnership bond is strained, shortened, over and over. Imagine that leg of your relationship triangle getting shorter and shorter, even as the other two legs grow. Can you see how that triangle flattens out? Just two lines running parallel rather than that supportive triangle at the base of your relationship. When the partnership role of your relationship is neglected, you will feel used and taken for granted. Let's look at what happens if you neglect the friendship in your marriage. You have the adventure of making the sushi. You both tidy up. There might even be some good sex that evening, but there's no stories. You're not leaning into each other to understand your sweetheart. And your sweetheart isn't leaning in to know you more. Then when you're out one night with friends, you hear your sweetheart tell your friends about a terrifying moment at work. You never heard this story before now. You can tell it was upsetting to your sweetheart, 
but your sweetheart has never told you. You become haunted by questions like, doesn't my sweetheart trust me? Or why don't you want to include me in the big moments of your life? Your relationship will feel shallow when you neglect the role of friendship. Your relationship is bound to feel off kilter at times. You'll go through seasons when you are the greatest of friends, but you're struggling to be on the same page with spending and saving. You'll go through seasons when your chemistry is on fire, but you can't agree whose turn it is to cook dinner. The job of this podcast is to help you secure your foundation, to keep you mindful of that triangular base you're trying to build, to foster habits that will help to build that happily ever after that you crave. Don't expect every time you have sex to be magic. Don't expect every conversation to be completely understood. Don't expect that every chore will make you feel like you've got your teammate. Those are simply the targets. It's normal to wobble on that base you're creating. Today, I just wanted to give you an awareness of the edges of that triangle and how to keep that base securely growing point by point conversation by conversation, chore after chore, adventure after adventure. This week's habit for your happily ever after is to watch the video I've linked to. It's from Smarter Every Day. When I was exploring the word consummate, this video came up. It's an experiment in fluid dynamics. I couldn't have come up with fluid dynamics on my own to explain this idea of strengthening each leg of your relationship triangle. But wow, this video shows you exactly the magic that happens when you're connecting with your sweetheart on every level. You'll see in the video all the missed tries. That alone is a great tool for you and your sweetheart to name. No one's at fault. We just aren't connecting completely. No worries. Wash out the tank and try again. This experiment happens inside a fish tank of water. When you hear Destin say, there's some complex fluid dynamics going on here, just substitute the words, there's some complex relationship dynamics going on here. Later in the video, Destin will say, you can't Google this. I realized I'll have to do it myself. That's you and your sweetheart. There's no way to buy Google or trade in for your happily ever after. You have to create it yourself. That's what's so exciting because your happily ever after won't look like anyone else's. And what you and your sweetheart create between the two of you is uniquely lovely and a custom creation that suits you perfectly. In this experiment, in the fish tank, they blow two bullets of colored ink at each other. And when those two bullets, a red one and a blue one, collide precisely, they spin off a whole bunch of tiny rings. Think of your relationship this way. When you and your sweetheart can get your three roles, partner, friend, and lover, to align with consummate precision, you will spin off all sorts of bonus beauty. When your partner friend, and lover are aligned with your sweetheart, you might spin off a new career for one or both of you. You'll be able to raise kind children. Maybe you set out on a dreamed-of adventure. You might feel at home for the first time in your life. 
As you watch, however, I want to draw your attention to all the need for patience. The water in the tank had to be changed over and over and over. They experiment with all sorts of dye intensities. Spacing, shape, and speed were all considerations. As you watch the video, notice how many times they went back to the drawing board. Notice how many times they had to change that water. The desire to create create something so precise is contagious, and I hope it inspires you to think about your relationship in a new way. As you watch, notice the vocabulary you and your sweetheart want to adopt to describe happily ever after experiment of precise connection. Allow yourself to remember how much patience, resilience, and tenacity are required to return over and over to complete your experiment, to consummate. We've arrived at our date night discussion segment. I invite you to notice the pattern in your relationship today, which feels like the neglected leg of your triangle. If you were to pick one of the legs of your triangle to focus on completing so you avoid the wobbles, which would it be? Would it be the partner role that allows you and your sweetheart to share a sense of accomplishment? Would it be the friend role that deepens your understanding of each other? Or would it be the lover role who keeps your relationship vital and exciting by sharing adventures? Maybe you've got good execution on the three roles, but sometimes you fail to connect in that burst that creates the magic of spawning lots of, lots of baby circles like in the video. How can you remove the pressure to complete the triangle or achieve the perfect connection in your tank of togetherness? Find a way to name those misfires so you can simply notice and name that phenomenon in your relationship. This allows you and your sweetheart to have patience while you wait for a moment when the third leg of your foundation can grow on its own. Or to be forgiving when you're both reaching out to connect, but something in your tank of life prevents a perfect collision with that burst of magic. And here's a bonus discussion prompt that maybe I should have offered first. When have you had that feeling of perfect explosive connection? When everything connects so beautifully that the zillions of other baby moments of togetherness are spawned? Talking about this with your sweetheart does two things. First, it helps you both remember and focus on times you do connect well. And second, it lets you hear moments that have felt magical to your sweetheart. Who knows? You may find that there are connection points where your sweetheart has felt that passed you by. Now you can go back and celebrate those. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. 
I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today. <laughs>